0: Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. We're going to be continuing our character studies today by talking about Barnabas. welcome back it is uh it's good to be back i uh, just spent a whole week in, yeah. in costa rica and
1: welcome back to the states yeah and
0: <laughs> it's been um it's been a phenomenal week we might have to do a do a discussion about it actually we might do a podcast just talking about the trip and, and everything that went into it and uh the the accomplishments of it but um but no it's it's good to be back and uh to talk about
1: barnabas a little bit so yeah
0: um Anyway, let's, let's jump in. Acts chapter four.
1: Yeah. So that, that's where we're first, uh, really introduced to Barnabas, you know. Um, uh, it's kind of funny that he's almost seen as like a, a, side character to Paul. It's like Barnabas is the Robin to Paul's Batman yeah. <laughs> um, throughout the book of Acts. Um, or at least that's the way um, a lot of times he's remembered when we recount stories of, of Paul and Barnabas on their uh, missionary journey, you know, and uh, and going through. Um, but I mean, you have firsthand um, experience with this this past week is that Everybody that went on that mission trip down to Costa Rica, yeah. there was no Rob, Robin. Like, everybody yeah. was Batman, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. um, everybody is uh, working their tail off. Everybody is passionate. Everybody's energized. They're all um, ready to do the work. They're ready to uplift the people there. They're ready to be uplifted yeah. by the people there. Um, and honestly, that's what we see with, um, with Barnabas even before he meets Paul is yeah. um, he is a, a faithful and devoted, um, Christian, he, he he's he's all in from the time that we f- are first introduced to him, which, um, like you mentioned, is here in Acts chapter four, um, uh, verse thirty-two starts with um, uh, how. All of the believers had everything in common. That they were uh, going and selling all of their possessions and uh, laying the money at the apostles' feet. And yeah. and one of them was Barnabas. That's yeah. how we're, we're introduced to him. Um, his name is actually Joseph. Um, it's in verse thirty-six. It said uh, it says thus Joseph, who is also called by the apostles Barnabas which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And so he's participating in what all of the Christians are doing, selling their possessions, uh, bringing it to the apostles so it can be distributed to those who are in need. Um, But the name by which we know him and the name by which he's referred to throughout the rest of the book of Acts is not even the name his mom gave him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um it's it's, the name the apostles gave him. Yeah, yeah, it's a name the apostles gave him because of what he was good at. Um, yeah. because of the 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 time that he spent encouraging people, so they called him the son of encouragement. Yeah. Which is
0: a really um meant to be called something like that is quite special. Oh yeah. You you must have really impacted somebody's life or multiple people's uh, lives i would say multiple yeah in in significant ways and so uh to to be to be called someone who encourages as, as your name you know as not the name you were given at birth but but as as what people know you by, that this yeah. man is an encourager. Yeah, that that's that's quite special. And well,
1: and it's not just like people; it's like the apostles who are calling him that. Like it yeah. says, um, who was called by the apostles, men who were eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Christ, men yeah. who walked with Christ and and listened to his teachings for three years, um, who were quite honestly best friends with Jesus, yeah. and they're like, hey, this guy's. The son of encouragement, of encouragement. like yeah. he is the the best of the best. Um, I think of it like a a, a team. You know, um, any baseball team, any football team, even basketball, like like wherever you have a team. Um, yeah. Like I always go to sports analogies in my head, but wherever you have a team, there's nicknames for most of the people on that team. Yeah, you know, it's like, and most of them are goofy, silly nicknames yeah. in order to to poke fun and and, and jab at one another. Yeah. But what it shows me is that that Joseph or Barnabas is part of the team with the apostles. He's yeah. got that kind of relationship with them that they feel like they can call him something different because they're Correct. that close with him, but yeah. it's not calling him something different in order to kind of poke fun at him. No, it's, it's, it's in order to, to give him the recognition for what he's good at.
0: Yeah. So like in, in Costa Rica, we had a, a family that was with us and they had two sons. Uh, a daughter and two sons and, uh, the two sons, I, I gave, I gave nicknames. So one one of their names uh, was Greg and the other one was Jace. Okay. And, uh, so Greg, I, I, from like the second day, I started calling him a Gregor. Okay. And I would say like Gregor, you know, and like just yeah. a, I don't even know what kind of accent it is. It's probably not an accent of anything, but <laughs> we would call him Gregor, you know, and that was, that was what I called him. And so yeah. I asked him, I was like, you okay with that nickname? He goes, yeah, it's awesome. I was like, yeah. all right, sweet. So you're still Gregor. <laughs> And the other one, his name is Jace. Well, yeah. uh, at, at school apparently he goes by Jace the Ace. And when okay. I thought of Ace, I thought of Ace Ventura. Yeah. And so I called him. I started. I said Jace the Ace Ventura. And then Alyssa, she was like, Jace Ventura. And I was like. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So I called him Jace Ventura the rest of the trip. Yeah. So yeah, we I mean, we give nicknames to people. And, and the nicknames don't even have to be shorter. Yeah. And people always associate a nickname with something that's shorter than another, right, yeah. than their normal name. Like Christopher is my full name. So yeah. Chris might be a nickname. Well, not necessarily.
1: Yeah. Um, but these nicknames, they, they were just to denote who it was. And, but and it's also kind of a sign of endearment too. You know, it uh, you show the relationship that you have with somebody when, um, when you're <laughs> – I wouldn't want to say like changing their name, but yeah. you know, like, like um, you're showing that you have a relationship that you. You have something yeah. built with this person. And so um, that's what we see with the apostles. They have a relationship with Barnabas. Yeah. Um, well, with Joseph so much to the point where they're calling him now Barnabas. Yeah. Um, and I, I just see that as such a special part of the church in the first century that the relationships were so strong that um, they were so close with one another. Um And we actually even see this put into practice. Um, Just a few chapters later, um, Luke, the author of Acts, makes sure that we understand why they're calling him Barnabas. This isn't just a, hey, take our word for it. He was a good encourager. Um,
0: Well, and and real quick, I want to talk about chapter 5, which doesn't even include Barnabas, but it's a direct parallel to what we see at the end of chapter 4. Yeah. So Barnabas sold the field that he had. It, It belonged to him. He sold it. And it says he brought money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Yep. And then we have this story of Ananias and Sapphira. And, and they sold a piece of property that belonged to them. Yep. And with each other's knowledge, they talked with one another. They brought it and they laid it at the apostles' feet and, and they kept back for themselves some of it. And the problem was that they gave, um, they, they gave a portion and they said that the portion was the whole. Yeah. And, and so they were lying about what they gave to God. They were lying about what they gave to the Christ. They were lying about what they gave to the Spirit. And, and so we see that Barnabas presents us the, Hey, this is how you should do it. And we see the, Well, this is how you ought not to do it. Exactly. You know, if it's yours, it's yours. That's fine.
1: Yeah. You, know, you don't have to say. You you know, have to- and that's what Peter tells him. He's like, yeah. This was at your own disposal to choose what to do with it. Like yeah. nobody's going to think any less of you if you say, Hey, we actually have some, own personal things that need to be taken care of with a portion of this money, yeah. but the rest of this we want to give, um, if they're just upfront and they're honest with, with what they're doing with, um, the resources, i.e. being a good steward of what they've been given, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, then there wasn't, would have been no problem. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately they were not. Yeah. And so we see from early on that, that Barnabas
0: is doing the things that he ought to do, mm-hmm. and for the reason that he is supposed to be doing them, and in the yep. way he is supposed to do them. Yep. And so then we get to we get to chapter nine, and uh, you know we, we get kind of a little bit towards the end. Uh, Saul is um, is has been in Damascus, and verse twenty three says many days had passed. The Jews plotted to kill him. Uh, their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But he, his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. They were all afraid of him. They did not believe he was a disciple. Yeah, so,
1: they're still thinking of him as, that's the guy that kills Christians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So so Paul, has, he's just escaped from the Jews, and he's going to take refuge with Christians. Yeah. And the Christians won't have him. And so you can imagine Paul feeling just absolutely alone right he, oh, yeah. he doesn't belong at this point with anybody the jews won't take him they want to kill him the christians are afraid of him they might want to kill him if they get an opportunity right they yeah. they want nothing to do with him yeah. and so then we get to verse 27 it says but barnabas barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them now think about that barnabas declared to the apostles yeah barnabas told the apostles you need to listen to me, to what I'm saying, yeah. and he said, um, he declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So Barnabas now sticks up for Paul, sticks up for Saul who becomes Paul, and and gives him a place in the Lord's church. He yeah. he encourages him, he helps him to feel welcome, he 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 brings him into the fold, and I, I think that's such a a beautiful example of of what we are to do. Uh, is we're to make people feel welcome. Yeah. People feel alone. Everybody needs a sense of belonging somewhere in the world. Yeah, And if they don't find it in the church,
1: they're going to find it somewhere. Yeah. And we need to be like Barnabas, and we need to bring people into the church. He, he was the one that took Paul, put his arm around him, and said, he's on our side, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, He's with us. And, I mean, thank goodness that he did. Yes. Um, and quite honestly, I believe if Barnabas didn't, somebody else would have because – God had a plan for Paul, Um, but Barnabas was the one that stepped up and said, I know what the right thing is and I'm not going to sit idly by and not do what I'm supposed to do. Um, And so from there, it's almost immediately... uh, after Barnabas tells the apostles, he's with us now. Yeah. Um, in, in verse 28, uh, speaking about Paul, it says, so he went in and out among them at Jerusalem. In other words, he's with them. He's part of their group now. Um, he's, uh, going around town with them. He's, he's with them. And while he's with them, he's preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. Yeah. And, and it continues on all the way through, um, in verse 30. And when the brothers learned of this, so the, the, Christians, um, not just in Jerusalem, but Christians everywhere learned of this. They brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Now, yeah. um, that's where he's from originally. Yeah. Um, and they sent him, him back there. Um, we assume to continue preaching. In yeah. other words, take the message to Tarsus. Like, yeah. like they have not only been so convinced that he is, um, a believer, but they are they are putting their trust in him that, Hey, you're you're not only with us, you're also going to be taking the message to the world. Like, like you're, you're not just somebody that we're still encouraging. You're somebody that can get ready to work now. Um, And so they send him off to Tarsus. Um, And so it goes very quickly from Paul being someone who kills Christians to Paul being somebody who's hated by Jews and Christians alike, who's now being trusted by Christians to also take the same message that they themselves have been entrusted with. And it's all because Barnabas was the one that said, I'm not going to let a brother in Christ be treated as, as something lesser than. Um, yeah. And so um, we see a great, great life that follows from that. So, yeah. um, well, so he, he goes back to Tarsus and, and, and there's,
0: uh, there's no telling exactly how long, but, but the, the estimates of how long he was in Tarsus were around 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, so, he was a tent maker by trade. Yeah. So like it's very likely that as he went home, I mean, he had to resume work. He, he, I mean, yeah. there was, there was likely nobody there in Tarsus who was going to well, support him.
1: And likely probably try to remember some of his past work because yeah. remember when, when he kind of grows up, he, he's a um, student of, um, oh, what's Gamaliel? His name? Gamaliel. Yes. And so he's like learning from the best of the best. Yeah. Um, he says later, I, believe in first Corinthians or something that he's like, Hey, I I was Jew of Jews. Like, like I was under the law, blameless, like, like he had it down. And so, um, it's almost like when he goes back to Tarsus, it's like, okay, he's a common person again. (laughs) He's not one of these great learned people when he goes back to Tarsus, he's having to, um, remember how to, to make his way through society and, and support himself again.
0: Yeah. And so he's, you know, he's he's probably making tents again, but I I can just imagine Paul as he's in Tarsus in his hometown making tents and he's the whole time, you know, he's talking about Jesus. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, he's sitting there making this tents and telling everybody who will listen about Jesus. Yeah. And and I think that's such an example for us as well of, you know, what are we doing in our daily lives? You know, not everyone is a minister. Not everybody gets to talk about Jesus all of the time for a living. Yeah. But we should all be talking about Jesus as a living. Yep. That's how we should be living, and so uh, you know, Paul exemplifies that here. And 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 so anyway, he he's in Tarsus, and then we get to chapter eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moving forward a little bit with the story of of Barnabas, and um, and and I believe. Uh, it's, it's, um, a little bit further in chapter 11 down to verse uh, 19 is, is where we can start. Uh, the church is in Antioch and, and there's a lot of persecution among the Christians. So people have scattered, yeah. right? People are everywhere. Uh, and they've gone to Antioch and, um, verse 21, we'll start. It says the hand of the Lord was with them and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. So, so the elders of the church, the apostles of the church, the leaders of the church, mm-hmm believed enough in Barnabas that when they heard that there were believers who needed teaching, who needed exhortation, who needed instruction, who did they send? Well,
1: they sent Barnabas. Barnabas. Yeah. He, he wasn't just a guy where it's like, hey, when we get together for a fellowship meal, you need to make sure you go give Barnabas a hug because he'll yeah. uplift you. It, he's the type of person that is like, oh, wow, we need uh, good teaching and good encouragement anywhere in the church. Barnabas is the guy. Yes. Like, like he is that highly – thought of but he's also that hard of a worker yeah that he's willing to go anywhere yeah well and it's it's highly
0: likely that he's he's humble he's humble in mm-hmm. the things that he's doing he's humble in the way that he's talking because you don't get to be an encourager if you're not humble yeah you know otherwise you're just one-upping people and you know look at me look at me look at me it's yeah you have to be there has to be a level of humility uh, verse 23 it says when he came and saw the grace of god he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus, mm-hmm. which is where Paul is, yep. to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Yeah. So, so we have Saul... Or Paul and Barnabas, who were sent by the elders of Jerusalem by the church, the elders in the church of Jerusalem, to to go to Antioch, yeah. And they were following so closely on the heels of Christ; they were living their lives in such a, a clear and distinct manner from everybody else that people started calling them Christians. Yeah, that that they were they were following after this Christ. They were they were modeling their lives after this Christ, and so they're Christians. Yeah, and and. What a compliment.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I just love that Barnabas is a part of that. Like yeah. like th- when you start reading through some of the big, important, impactful moments throughout the book of Acts, Barnabas is right there when it's happening. And so that's what I mean when I say like back at the beginning that sometimes we see Barnabas as like the Robin to, yeah. Saul, to Paul's Batman. Um It's just simply not true. When um, Paul was – kind of in between the Jews and the Christians. Nobody's accepting him. Yeah. Barnabas was the one that said, no, he's with us. And then yeah. he, Paul goes on to write the majority of the New Testament. And then when the church in Antioch is facing severe persecution and things are, are very difficult and, and stressful, Barnabas goes there. He encourages them. Yeah. Many people become Christians. He goes to Tarsus to get Paul, brings him back, and is like, hey, you need to be part of this because this is a great thing going on. Yeah. And then, all of those people there in Antioch start to be known as Christians. Yeah. And what we see later on is this church in Antioch is actually the the one that starts to sponsor Paul and Barnabas, sending them out on the missionary journeys. Yeah. And so not only have they gone from basically a a church plant of sorts yeah. um, or a congregation that really needs help that the congregation in Jerusalem is saying, Hey, we'll help you. Here's, uh, here's Barnabas. He'll, he'll support you. Yeah. But now they're, they're the growing so much that they're sending pe- other people out to go help other congregations. Yeah. And Barnabas is just right there in the middle of all of that. And yeah. it's just incredible. And so when we read that he's the son of encouragement, well, oh, Absolutely. Obviously. Like, yeah. like, once you start reading it, it's like, no wonder that's what yeah. they called him.
0: Well, and, and you gotta think, I mean, if, if, if Saul was in Tarsus for six to ten years, right? Barnabas had to remember. There's a long time that, that, I mean, that's a long time. Oh, yeah. There's people five years ago, I don't, I don't remember their name. I mm-hmm. don't remember what they look like. Granted, they didn't persecute my family, right, <laughs> and kill my family. Like, there's, there's that part of it. Yep. But, but Barnabas remembers that Saul is in Tarsus, yep. and he goes and looks for him. He goes to find him. Yep. And, and so, I mean, he he understands that, that Paul is, is essential to God's plan. Yep. Um, and, and so, you know, in, in chapter 13, we, we get a little bit better, better of a picture of what, what's happening in Antioch. Um, a little more full, I guess. It says, now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, uh, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, which is an interesting uh, thing to consider, and mm-hmm. Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them that after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So this is what you were talking about. The church is now sending Barnabas and Saul to go and do the will of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's just a really, really neat thing uh, that, that's, that's happening there. Um, I mean, for the Holy Spirit. I mean, imagine being called
1: out by name by the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's, that's just really neat. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Like, to... Um to have the the spirit of God say, "I've got a job specifically for Bar- Barnabas." Well, Paul as well, but but specifically for the two of them, it's yeah. like, "Oh boy, all right, yeah. time to to fasten your seatbelts." Like this is going to be an awesome, awesome life. Yes. <laughs> um, and and so they 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 send them off, and they go. Um, on this, what we call the first missionary journey, uh, because Paul goes on a second one later, uh, not with Barnabas. So we won't really cover that one. Um, but if you actually kind of want to look at where they went on this missionary journey, um, you can obviously read through, you know, chapters 13, 14, um, uh, and see where Paul and Barnabas went, but actually in the back of most Bibles, I'm trying to look in the back of mine right now to see if I have any maps in here. Oh, I don't actually have maps in this one. Okay. In the back of most Bibles, um, there yeah. are maps that will show um, what they call Paul's missionary journey. Yeah. Um, it just shows the routes he took. It, it shows the route, like what cities that he went to um, town after town, taking the gospel with them wherever they went. Yeah. Um, but it was Paul and Barnabas together. Um, and it's it's incredible the amount of people that, that they were able to impact. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's one more reference
0: of Barnabas, mm-hmm. um, and that's in Galatians chapter two. Yeah, and so at, at some point during all of this, either it is before their first one or it is after their first journey, but they're in Antioch. And it says when Cephas came to Antioch, this is Paul writing to the church in Galatia. Yeah, uh, when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. So so Paul was a appo- uh, yeah, Paul was opposing Peter, not because uh, of some petty squabble, but because Peter stood condemned, he, I mean, yeah. he was he was living wrong. He was he was living in sin at that point, point. and so it says before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. So Peter was eating with everybody. He was eating with the Jews, with the Gentiles, it didn't matter. But when they came, when the people from James, when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And And, and
1: these people from James, um, likely James the brother of Christ, um, who is an elder in the church in Jerusalem, um, that means basically Jews from Jerusalem came up to Antioch. um, And there are Christians who are Jews, Christians who are Gentiles, all in Antioch, but the men from James, that's a reference to these are Jewish Christians that are coming yes. up.
0: Yeah. And so it says in verse 13, it says the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. And, and, you know, Paul ends up correcting this, you know, in, in, in verses 14 and, and 15, you can see, sorry, just 14. Mm-hmm. And then you can see that that, that correction takes place. But, but even someone as, as encouraging as Barnabas, someone as strong and as faithful as Barnabas, even someone like that can be led astray. And so we always have to be on guard, you know, strive to be like a Barnabas and, and guard ourselves like a Paul. Um, we want to encourage people, but we've got to make sure that what we're doing is in step with the gospel, is in step with what God's will is for us, uh, because there are wolves in sheep's clothing, Yep. And and people may come in and say something that sounds logical and it sounds right and it sounds okay and it may, it may even sound good. But if it's not according to God's will, then it's not good. Yep. And so we, we've got to be very careful with that. And I, I think Barnabas presents to us kind of both sides of this coin of, of being such an encourager and such a, a faithful brethren to also being able to be swayed. And 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 peer pressured into doing something that he knows he ought not to do. The son of encouragement was discouraging people by not eating with them. Yeah, right. And that's I mean, that's contrary to his his nature. But it's contrary to his nature in the same way that when we have been have died with Christ, when we have been buried with Christ, when we've risen with Christ, and we still sin, that's contrary to our nature at that point. Yeah. Because we're no longer living for self, we're living for Christ.
1: And and one of the things that kind of sticks out to me as well um, is that it it shows that that Paul or not Paul that Barnabas kind of looked up to Peter, um, uh, because most likely he's not going to be led astray. Um, he's not going to. Um, we use that phrase, let astray. He's, he's not going to be, um, following the same conduct of, of Peter and the rest of these Jews unless it's men that he looks up to. Yeah. Um, and so that's another important point is that, um, every single person, um, has somebody that looks up to them and that they look up to. Yeah. Um, I believe I've shared it on this podcast before, but, um, uh, there's, there's something that, that I was taught that I try to pass on as, as often as possible, but every single Christian needs a Paul, basically a, a mentor, uh, yeah. somebody that, that they look up to, just as, as Timothy looked up, looked up to Paul, um, and as so many others looked up to Paul as he's teaching them. Um, everybody needs a Timothy, somebody that they can mentor, and everybody needs a Barnabas, somebody yeah. that will encourage them. And, even with Barnabas, he had somebody he looked up to. He's obviously looking up to Peter here. He had somebody that he mentored. Yeah. Um, we see later, and, um, I think it's act in chapter 15 that when Paul and Barnabas, uh, separate, it's because Barnabas had somebody he was mentoring, um, yeah. John Mark. And, and Barnabas said, we're not going to leave John Mark behind. Um, but even Barnabas had people that, act as an encourager to him. Yep. And so every single one of us need those three types of uh, personalities in our life, a mentor, somebody to mentor and an, and an encourager. Yeah, um, And none of those are, are exclusive of one another. Yeah. No. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to mention about Paul and Barnabas, and it's in back in chapter 14, um, when they're going through Lystra on this first missionary journey Um, I'll start just in verse 8. It says, Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lysonian, the gods have come down to us in the likenesses of men. Barnabas, they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker and the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifices to the crab. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, They tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news, that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. And so they're basically being worshipped as Zeus and Hermes, too. It's interesting, too, that, that Barnabas is Zeus. Yeah. And...
0: And Paul is Hermes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in some senses, it makes sense because Hermes was the
1: the, the messenger. God yeah.
0: brought the message. And
1: Paul's the one doing a lot of the speaking. Yeah. yeah. But,
0: but for, for Barnabas to be called Zeus, I wonder – either he must have just been a really big, strong man. Like I wonder what his physique was like because yeah. that's a – I mean, it's a compliment. Yeah. Or did he have
1: like a a deep voice? Um, Like, like what, what was his, his personality like that? It wasn't just another God that they said, Oh, well, Paul is Hermes and there's another God here, but no, it's like what they consider the, the top God in Greek mythology. Zeus is what they called Barnabas. Um, but it's their reaction to it that Paul and Barnabas are both like, stop it. Like, like do not worship me. We are just simply men. Um, I can't remember if it was on here or like in a Bible class or a sermon that I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Um, but whenever Jesus is worshiped by his disciples, yeah, he doesn't have that reaction. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, that's, that's what is supposed to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. like people are supposed to, to worship the son of God. Yeah. But when Paul and Barnabas are being worshiped, um, yeah. falsely, that people don't understand that they're just simple men they made sure that was clear that no, we are not to be worshiped. Yeah. Only God is to Only be worshiped. God. So,
0: well, I think that's about all I've
1: got. Yeah, me too. Um, Barnabas is a fantastic study. Um, yeah. there are more times that he's mentioned, um, throughout yeah. this first missionary journey and, For sure. and just some of the f- incredible stuff that, that he and Paul did along the way. Um, but as a whole, we just see that, that, He's not the sidekick. There are no sidekicks yeah. in the church. There's one head of the church. and yeah. Which it's, makes all of us it, sidekicks. It's none of us. We are all sidekicks, yeah. <laughs> so, so. Well, I want to thank you guys
0: all for listening. Uh, we, we appreciate your support. Uh, again, if you have any recommendations, please send that to us uh, in an email or uh, reach out to us on, on uh, whatever social media uh you may find us at or if you've got our number just just send us a text we we'd love to be able to um talk about something we we have gotten a request that we'll record here shortly but um but we we appreciate you all so much we do ask that you continue uh to listen to us and continue sharing this with others and uh we just uh, appreciate y'all we love y'all and we'll uh talk to y'all soon Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments that you
1: please email us at Conversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram it's very simple. At Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also
0: have a an opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store uh, via Kim's Closet, and you can find that uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be uh, posting in, in each of our episodes, and we just hope that you will uh, that you will reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it, and that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.